This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. And I'm Lyle Southwell, and for the very last time, this is... Mongolash. So a little bit of a melancholy morning this morning. This is Mon's last morning with The Breakfast Show. Of course, The Breakfast Show is winding up on Friday, coming to an end. We're really, really sad about that. If you'd like to send through a message just to let you let us know your thoughts on it, then uh, our number is 1-800-324-843, or you can text us on 0491-064-669. But we would just especially like you to text in with uh, just a message of uh, support for Mon this morning as she moves on to her new job. She's had to, uh, you know, obviously make that jump, and that jump has come just a uh, tad earlier than expected. But um, I think Mon might even be uh, stalking us on the phone on uh, during the breakfast show just to make sure that we are... Um not stuffing it up, 100%. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I will be listening as long as I can, <laughs> uh, and I will be... Um, on the phone, making sure you guys are just keeping things in track. And starting a new career, Mon. Yes, yes. Travel agent. I know, I know. This will be. <laughs> this will be. Um, I think this should be right up your alley. You are I such a so travelling person. I think so too. Maybe yeah. it will cure you of travelling. Dude, how is that curable? I feel like it just gets worse. <laughs> I feel like the more you have, the more you yeah, want. <laughs> maybe. But maybe. Like, I think the only oh, thing no, that can like I don't suck want to book travel. another airfare again. I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> Nah, I, I think the only thing that's going to ground me is if I end up with like a husband and kids to look after. Then I'm like, okay, I can't be going away. I'm okay, like okay. Our number is one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Although, like, the dream is to find a guy who like also wants to travel. <laughs> There you go. Yes, they, if you like up. travel, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they've got to like travel. They've got to be, you know, you've got a list, list for us there, Mon. You know, we could yeah, just put yeah. it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 35. I'm 172 centimeters. <laughs> God love uh, Jesus. No, okay. Let's just get back on track. Absolutely. <laughs> no, that is the most important one right there. Above Amen. everything else. Amen. Above everything else. Yep. You do not ever, ever, ever want to be in a relationship with somebody who does not love the Lord. And if you're in that kind of relationship and you're not married yet, I'd say get out. Get out. Absolutely. 100%. The, the beauty of a relationship between two people who love Jesus is just so much sweeter than um, anything you can ever imagine. So yeah, Absolutely. Get out. God's got something better in store for you. Indeed he does. All right. What else have we got to talk about before we get on to... Oh, the quiz. The quiz. Let's the do quiz. a quick yes, quiz clue. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what book am I? This is proving to be quite difficult and I'm very delighted nah, about that. Nailed it on the first mm-hmm. one. Uh-huh. Uh, This is a quote from this Bible book. It goes like this. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good song, that one. Uh, Okay, give us a call if you think you know who that is. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. That's not just a quote from the book. Isn't it? There's a, there's, a, there's a double clue right there. Oh, Lyle's getting cryptic. Who said that? Uh, zero. Yeah, it's true, actually. The person who said it is also the name of the book. <laughs> this is like, we're giving it away this morning. <laughs> we're so giving this one away. 0491 064 is the texting number. 
And those two numbers are the same numbers that we need you to hit us up on if you would like to be entered into the Alpine Village Getaway. The Alpine Village Getaway. Absolutely. Holiday. Free holiday. Yeah, we're giving away a holiday as a prize at the end of this week. It's our final broadcasting week here for the Breakfast Show with Lila and Mon. And we have a farewell prize. It's the biggest prize we've ever given away. Uh, It's a family holiday uh, to the Alpine Village there in Jindabyne. Beautiful. You know what? You know what? If you're a private pilot, Mm. we must have some private pilots who are listening. Yeah. Um, Or if you're if you're any kind of pilot, actually. Yeah. um, On the property, well, actually, the property next door. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's an airstrip. I know. You literally drive up the drive up the driveway, and there's like you can just watch the planes land. Yeah. Madhouse. It's It's, it's over the it's over the other side of the hill. You don't hear it where you actually stay, but if you're a pilot, you could fly. You could you could put your name in, win this. That's it. Fly down there, land your plane. Walk to your accommodation, uh-huh. and you'd have a beautiful flight over the uh, over the mountains. You could it's gorgeous. It's just amazing. It's you could gorgeous. stay there, and you're surrounded by wombats and mm-hmm. kangaroos. The whole and thing's heated mountain and birds. Just beautiful. There's a tower. You can go up the tower and just sit there and just gaze out for just the view. Meditate is so and pray it's and beautiful. Be, we we were we were broadcasting from that tower, and it was so relaxing in that tower. Yeah. It was hard to do radio. We went to, to do work and came back fully recharged. It was great. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, uh-huh. that's the that's the holiday that we're giving away, Alpine Village holiday. Definitely one of the highlights of our Faith FM radio experience. And thank you so much to the um the Adventist Alpine Village people for donating that to uh, Faith FM for us to give away. Uh, so give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM. Register your name. Lyle, is there anything else? Oh oh oh, what about um? Are you, are you speaking tomorrow night? Lawson is speaking okay, tomorrow. Okay, okay, wonderful. So we are actually so the double L team will be Lawson and Lawson tomorrow. The loser loser team. <laughs> <laughs> All the learners, you're the learners. <laughs> um, okay, no, no, no. The Lyle and Lawson. Um, Lawson will be filling in for me for the rest of the week. But also, we are broadcasting at the moment. This for the last few weeks and for the remainder of this week, we are broadcasting from the Raymond Terrace Mission. Uh, it's the Adventist Church here in Raymond Terrace, the Newcastle area. And every Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday night, um, Lawson and Lyle have been presenting the Prophetic Code series. It's a wonderful seminar session. You can come along for free. It starts at six. 30 p.m. Uh, there's two sessions every evening with uh, a break in the middle. We get some free snacks. We you know give you a bit of a feed, um, have some uh, juice, whatever, herbal teas, that kind of thing. And uh, it's a really great evening, really incredible information that you should not be missing. If you've been listening to Faith FM for a while and you're interested to know more about the Bible and God and you know, what it all means for you and for your future, 100% you need to come along to these sessions. So 6.30, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday nights at Raymond Terrace Missions. And Lawson will be presenting two subjects on Tuesday evening that uh, will absolutely blow your mind. Yes. It will melt your brain. He's speaking uh, about hellfire. Ooh, he did this. He did this, he did this subject on, uh, on, on the afterlife. Oh, yeah. On Saturday night, and it was just—it was just sensational. And so you've got um, you've got uh, Hellfire, so Hellfire and Brimstone sermon coming up. Lawson's mm-hmm. going to let loose and send everybody to uh, <laughs> running for cover. <laughs> running for cover. No, um, he's actually going to show how the teaching of Hellfire in the Bible demonstrates the love of God. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Which very, very few people have ever been able to wrap their minds around. And wow. his, his presentation on that will just absolutely stagger you. The other thing that he's going to be presenting is a message on the 1,000 years of Revelation chapter 20. 
Ooh, it's called okay. the Millennium by Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible calls it a one thousand year period. Uh, the question is, you know, what happens at the beginning, what happens in the end, but what is the actual purpose of it? Why does it exist? Yeah, what happens in the middle? Yeah, what happens in the middle? What's its? Uh, what's the reason for it? Is it just a random one thousand years and then we go on into eternity, or does it actually have a specific purpose? That uh, you know, in, in does it have a purpose in getting rid of sin in the world? If you're interested, come along. 6.30, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday nights at the Raymond Terrace Mission here on William Street in Raymond Terrace. If you can't make it, if you're too far away, do you know what? Don't stress. The whole thing is being broadcast on this radio channel right now, um, the one that you're listening to. Uh, it's going to be broadcast in the evenings at the same time. So you can tune in. Um, and if you can't make it and you can't listen, do us a favor and just pray for it. Okay, so there you go. We need to get on with our Encounter with God uh, Bible study where we are going to have some positively bad news. <gasps> what? Yes. How does that even work? It's going to be bad. Oh, Here no. it comes, Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. I have to literally tap this into my computer <clears throat> and print search. Okay, Nehemiah. Oh, yeah, because someone's run off with my Bible. I have a, there's a <coughs> stolen Bible. <coughs> you should be using your computer because you use, you like the KJV and that's the NLT you've got there. Yeah, I know. I'm going to struggle, aren't I? Maybe we should swap. Do you want to use my laptop? Mm, nah, it's all good. Okay, so we're ne- just going to swap for today. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse uh, verse 1. I wonder how long this will last. I bet you're like, I'll get through one verse. You're like, oh, you need this from the KJV. Okay, you ready? Um, Read it from a real Bible. In late autumn, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was the fortress of Susa. What what translation have you got there? Is that NLT? NLT. Do, you okay. want to, do you want me to do the KJV for you? I'll do the KJV. No, it'll mess us up if we go back. We've been this this way around for the last two years. If we go the other direction, we're going to get completely But now we're both NLTs. Because you got the NLT there, right? Yes. And I've got the NLT here on my computer, but I can just... So it's just all heresy this morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Don't worry about Lyle. If if you're enjoying your NLT this morning, take note. No notice notice of me. Um, All right, I'm going to go here to... Okay, you're going to go to yours. Yeah. All right, so while we're getting this together, um, if you'd like to follow along, you can do so. Ezra and Nehemiah, the two books that we're studying this quarter. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Welcome back. All right. You the book of Nehemiah. You ready? You, ready? Yes. you ready? You got your, you got your KJV? You're happy now? I am happy now. <laughs> okay. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakalah. Did and it came to pass in the month of Chislau, in the 20th year, I was in Shushan, the palace. I've been to Shushan. Oh, you have? Yes. It's pretty cool. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's very cool. All right, what do you got for us there, Mon? I just read it in the late autumn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going, keep okay. going. Han and I, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, Things are not going well for those who return to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. Okay. I told you we're going to have some seriously bad news. And we have seriously bad news in our Bible study here this morning. So this is quite a long period now since um, 
The exiles got out. The exiles returned. Yeah. And his brother comes to visit him. That'd be nice. Hey, bro. It sounded like it was all going so well for a while, though, didn't it? It did. They had their swords. They were protecting themselves against the No, 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 no. We haven't got to that bit yet. Oh, is this backtracking? We're backtracking. Okay, my bad. Yes, we are backtracking. Okay. So we talked about um, Nehemiah briefly, you know, last week. But this this week we really get into um, an introduction, a proper introduction to Nehemiah. And the events of Nehemiah. So let's um, let's review what we had. We had a decree of Cyrus, and then a decree of Darius, and then a decree of Artaxerxes um, in relationship to the rebuilding of the temple. We also had, and we're going to go back and have a look at this in a moment. We had a letter that was written by the enemies of the Jews, saying this is a rebellious city, and if you rebuild it, it's going to cause you all kinds of grief. They're going to rebel against you. And so we have a letter from Artaxerxes saying, okay, yep, all right, I looked up in the records and this is a rebellious city, so let's not rebuild it, which then allowed those same enemies to head down Jerusalem with their letter and say, hey, you can't be building this. We now have written authority from the king of Persia to tear down what you have of the walls and the gates that you're starting to build, we're going to burn those. It boggles my mind that they have a letter from a, a an opposing king and somehow managed to get a copy of it and publish it in the Bible. That blows my mind. And the other thing that I want to know, Lyle, mm-hmm. right? So these, the, the Samaritans are the, are the people that attacked them, attacked these wall people. At first they're like, oh, let us help you. And then, but they had bad motives and mm-hmm. then they attacked them, right? Is this where the whole hatred between the Jews and the Samaritans started? Because, you know, later on in the New Testament, we read about the good Samaritan and they and like, for years growing up, I was like, well, why, why do they all hate on Samaritans? They seem like really nice people. Is this where it started? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so you got to look at it Makes from sense. the Samaritan's perspective for a moment. Let's, 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 let's consider them. Uh, these are a mixed race of people. Mm-hmm. So when the Jews have gone into captivity, the country has been repopulated by people from other parts of the world. They have become worshippers of Yahweh. Because in their mind, you worship the God in whose land you live. And they're like, well, Yahweh lives here, so we'll worship Yahweh. Um, So they're worshippers of God. They have also intermarried with the Jewish peasants. The Bible says the poorest of the poor of the peasants were left in the land to just keep the agriculture going, Mm -hmm. to keep things ticking over. So they have come in, they have replaced the Jews they have now been there for, oh, by the time we get down to Nehemiah, they've been there for 100 years or so. Now, when you think about it, if you go back 100 years, uh, you're pretty Aussie, Mon. Yeah. How many years back did your family come to Australia? 34. <laughs> 34 years, okay. My family came to Australia, ooh, probably 180 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Convicts. Okay. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Shipped to Tasmania. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and, 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 and we look at, we consider ourselves to be very Aussie. So, you know, when, when you've got families that have been living there for a hundred years and this new group of people turn up and they're like, well, actually this land is ours. Yeah. You can kind of see how they would feel. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and I can kind of see, you know, we often just look at it from the Jewish perspective because that is the perspective of the Bible. Right. And they were there because God um, intervened and miraculously uh, brought them there. But you can kind of feel 
a little bit like these people. They have their own culture, they have their own traditions, they have their own language, and they see this as a wave of immigrants that is going to destroy everything that is precious to them. That's understandable. That's what we have in our world right now. Mm -hmm. We have lots of people who are very concerned over immigration because of the way it's going to change Australia. They don't, people don't like change. They're like, we don't want to be Asian or we don't want to be Middle Eastern and we don't want to be what African. We want to be Aussies. We love everything there is about being Aussie and, um, and we've got all of this immigration and so then you have this battle against immigration. Mm-hmm. That's what's taking place here. Um, they sort of see the future and they're like, well, in the future we're all going to be speaking Hebrew, aren't we? Um, and they're not so keen on the idea. Uh-huh, just the same way we dig in our heels now. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Um, and, and so they dig the hills in and they, you know, create as much trouble as they can. And we look at them as being, oh, those terrible Samaritans. Man, there's actually two sides to this coin. Yeah. You can kind of see where they were coming from. Um, this was a very, very difficult situation, which of course has never gone away. Mm-hmm. In fact, the modern nation of Israel was formed in exactly the same way. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Um, the modern nation of Israel was formed by immigration. Really? Yes, you had Palestinians who were running the show. They, you know, the, the British owned it, and you know, different uh, different nations owned it over, over over a period of time. But it was basically Palestinians who had had the place. And then after the Second World War, of course, because um, a lot of Jews were persecuted during the Second World War, a lot of them immigrated to Israel, and this idea started to form, you know, we should have a nation of our own because we are a diaspora, much like, say, for instance, uh, um, Roma people are, you know, sort of, they don't have a country of their own, they're just, they're a culture and a language and a people that are just spread all over the world. And so they were like that, and they're like, you know what, let's... And it's a little bit like if gypsies decided, yeah, we're going to have our own country. Mm. Um, Let's pick on this one here, and they all all immigrated to that one until they actually had enough numbers to take it over. Wow, okay. And so that's what they did in Israel, and the uh, Palestinians were occupied and displaced and have been fighting back ever since. That's really crazy. And it's completely understandable that they would fight back. Yeah. Yeah. I put myself in their shoes. I'd, I'd, yeah, 100%. I'd, 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 I would feel very much the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, as human beings, we should recognize that all human beings are just other human beings. Yeah. And that all cultures have value. Yep. You know, we're like, oh, our culture, Aussie culture is so much superior. And, you know, it's good to be a patriotic Aussie. We say it's so much superior than Asian culture or Middle Eastern culture or African culture. But the thing is, when you get to know these people and you get to know their cultures, they've actually got some really cool cultures. Yeah, 100%. And uh, we need to be a loving and embracing nation. Um, We need to obviously reject any form of culture that is negative. Yeah, the Bible. All, no, all cultures have their negative aspects as well. We oh, don't yeah. want that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the Bible even says that we need to be um, kind and, and welcoming to the foreigner. I think it's important lesson that they should learn this here. And, and while we point the finger at the negativity of other cultures, we need to point the finger at the negativity of our culture. Because mm-hmm. our culture, Australian culture, you know, we have an alcohol culture, for instance, mm-hmm. um, and you know, for in, uh, our, our our Middle Eastern refugees, they don't use um, or immigrants, they don't use alcohol. 
Yeah, they don't. So this is something really positive that's coming into our country. Yeah. You know, the, the, our alcohol con- culture here in Australia is a terrible, terrible thing that I'm not proud of, that I'm not patriotic about, and I fight against tooth and nail. Mm, 100%. Um, so, yeah, this is an interesting uh, circumstance that has taken place here. You can see why the Samaritans are getting upset, and that division has remained all the way down to this day. They still can't. These two people groups still can't stand each other. You go to the modern nation of Israel, and that's why everybody walks around carrying guns everywhere because it's a very tense place. Yeah, um, They've never yeah. learned to get along. No, and we need to learn to get along with everybody. Okay, so we're going to uh, take a song break here in a minute, but when we come back, we're going to go back and revisit the history as to how this circumstance came about and why it is that Nehemiah is so sad at this particular time. But before we do, we've got uh, Keith and Kristen Getty coming up with Speak, O Lord.
Welcome back, everybody. That was Keith and Kristen Getty here on Faith FM, and we have uh, we are in our encounter with God section. Mon, give us another clue for our quiz. Nobody's got this one yet. Come on, yes, guys! Okay. Well, I got some really cool custom DIYs. clues. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is uh, a book of the Bible. So, what book of the Bible am I? Clue number four. I record the story of Achan's sin and the fall of Jericho. Come on, all kids will know now which book of the Bible is the fall of Jericho and give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Okay, look, let's okay. go to the book of Ezra now and let's find out what happened and why it is that Nehemiah is weeping as, he, as much as he is. His brothers come from uh, Jerusalem. Now, of course, we need to remind ourselves why it was that Nehemiah was not in Jerusalem. Nehemiah was one of the... Cupbearers? One, he was the cupbearer, he was, which was one of the most important and responsible roles that there were in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So he was an incredibly high official. We sometimes underestimate that, but an incredibly high official in the, uh, in the Persian Empire. So this is why he hasn't gone back to Jerusalem. But his brother's been back there, and his brother has been uh, living there, and his brother comes back and it's like, you know, the place is a wreck. Mm. The walls have been torn down. Uh, the gates have been burned. Um, the uh, you know, and, and as a result of that, the city's basically become unlivable because it's become unlivable. The worship of God has fallen away. Uh, the temple, you know, sure we got finished, you know, building it. We were able to build the temple, but who's going to service the temple when you know the Levites are too scared to even live there to look after the temple because it's a city without walls. It does sound like it's not so great place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. It's terrible, and you can sort of picture in your mind. You know, some of the developing countries that we've been to, Mon, that are just incredibly undeveloped. Mm, And this is, you know, and they're comparing that with, uh, you know, Nehemiah here is in Persia. He is in the the capital of the empire. He is living in the lap of luxury. He's a very high official there, incredibly responsible position, and he hears about this. But uh, let's go back and let's read the story of, uh, oh, man, Ezra chapter 4 really tells the story. Hmm... The whole chapter. You want me to read the whole chapter? Yeah. um, Let's start in verse 4. Okay. Ezra chapter 4 and verse 4 says this. Then the local residents tried to discourage and frighten the people of Judah to keep them from their work. They bribed agents to work against them and to frustrate their plans. This went on during the entire reign of King Cyrus of Persia and lasted until King Darius of Persia took the throne. And then, continuing on. Years later, when Xerxes began his reign, the enemies of Judah wrote a letter of accusation against the people of Judah and Jerusalem. Even later, during the reign of King Artaxerxes of Persia, the enemies of Judah, led by Bishlam, Mithridath, and Tabil, sent a letter to Artaxerxes in the Aramaic language, and it was translated for the king. Riam the governor and Shimshay the court secretary wrote the letter telling King Artaxerxes about the situation in Jerusalem. Okay, so let's stop there for I think we've got uh, you're doing very well on your pronunciations. This I just morning, did Mon. what you said to do, just be confident and plow through. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to be a plower. Okay. Um, so you got a whole, you can see here generation after generation after generation of opposition to the building of this, of this particular city. It's just like they are just copping it. Yeah. Uh, left, right, and center. Let's go down to where were we up to? Let's go to verse 11. This is a copy of their letter. To King Artaxerxes, from your loyal subjects in the province west of the Euphrates River, the king should know that the Jews who came here to Jerusalem from Babylon are rebuilding the evil and rebellious city. They have already laid the foundation and will soon finish its walls. Okay, let me read this here from the KJV because it sounds Trumpian. (laughs) Go on. Um, Be known unto the king that the Jews which came up from you to us have come to Jerusalem, building the rebellious and very bad city. <laughs> very bad. Very, very bad. <laughs> that just All sounds Trumpian, doesn't All it? All the badness. <laughs> <laughs> very bad. Very bad. <laughs> that will be very bad for us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shall I continue? Yes. And the king should know that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, it will be much to your disadvantage, for the Jews will then refuse to pay their tribute customs and tolls to you. Since we are your loyal subjects and do not want to see the king dishonored in this way, <laughs> we have sent the king this information. Etc. 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 And let's go down to. Um, but this is so cheeky. We suggest that a search be made in your ancestors' records where you will discover what a rebellious city this has been in the past. In fact, it was destroyed because of its long and troublesome history of revolt against the kings and countries who controlled it. This is so sassy. We declare to the king that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, the province west of the Euphrates will be lost to you. <laughs> They're really having a go. They are laying it on thick. <laughs> they are laying it on thick. I mean, you can kind of see where they're coming from because Jerusalem was an absolute brute of a fortress. Yeah, they can build a pretty good case here. Oh, yes. Yeah. This was no normal, average kind of city. This was this was a city that was just incredible. You know, when, when David chose that as the location for his capital, you have to remember that David was a military man. Mm-hmm. And choosing a capital, he was looking throughout the land for the most militarily advantageous. He was not a businessman like Solomon. Mm -hmm. He was a military man and he chose a fortress. And if you go to Jerusalem today and you see that what's there today, even today with the valleys, you know, the valleys have been filled up like, you know, by a hundred meters or more over the last several thousand years by rubble. Um, and you just imagine what it used to be. It would just be so intimidating to go up against that city. Yeah, 100%. You'd just be like, don't even try. Mm -hmm. Just don't even try. Anyway, keep going. Then King Artaxerxes sent this reply. To Rehim the governor, Shimshay the court secretary and their colleagues living in Samaria throughout the province west of the Euphrates River. Greetings. The letter you sent me has been translated and read to me. I have ordered a search of the records and have found that Jerusalem has indeed been a hotbed of insurrection against many kings. In fact, rebellion and revolt are normal there. Powerful kings have ruled over Jerusalem and the entire province west of the Euphrates River, receiving tribute, customs and tolls. Therefore, issue orders to have these men stop their work. That city must not be rebuilt except at my express command. Be diligent and don't neglect this matter, for we must not permit the situation to harm the king's interests. Then, when this letter from King Azerxes was read to Rehim, Shimshay and their colleagues, they hurried to Jerusalem. Then, with a show of strength, they forced the Jews to stop building. 
Then ceased the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. So it ceased in the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Yeah, so it was a very, very sad situation that you've got right here, um, that this would take place. And the work has come to an end, and you know everybody gets super, super discouraged, as you can imagine. You know, if you were if you were uh, a Jew in Jerusalem at this particular time, you would be super discouraged by these kinds of events. You'd be like, you know what? I'm just uh, we've been trying so hard. We've been putting all of our work, you know, and our resources into this. We've been sacrificing so much to get this built. It's just not happening. It kind of reminds me of us right now, Lyle. Faith of M is coming to an end. But we need to remember in Chapter 5, the rebuilding resumes and the work does get done and we will get the work done and be in heaven one day. Uh, Mon, did you have to say that just now? You're making me feel super sad. (laughs) Sorry. Super sad. This is Mon's last morning this morning. Breakfast show finishes this Friday. Mon's had to um, go and find another job, as has everybody else here, uh, because the breakfast show is coming to a close and she's actually starting tomorrow. Um, and so, yeah, kind of uh, super sad this morning. Um, somebody's texted in here and says, happy for your new, new, jo- new, new job, but sad we won't hear you on Faith FM. We do like it when our listeners text in with their messages of encouragement this morning. So please do text in with your messages of encouragement. And let's pray that Faith FM goes from strength to strength as the city of Jerusalem did, even though there was opposition back in the day. Right now we're going to uh, have incredible grace. You're listening to Faith FM. i 
What comes to mind when you think of studying nursing? Practical experience? A rewarding career? Great employment prospects? When you think of nursing, think of Avondale College of Higher Education. 92.7% of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree, with credible experience and with friends for life. To apply now, visit avondale.edu.au. It's higher education, designed for life. I came to church a beggar and found I have a saviour so Anna Beden And Kemi again. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event as two of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 0413-122-348 now to book your seat. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hi, I'm Peter Watts, and I'm sure, like me, at some time you have asked these questions Does God exist? Is there anyone out there? And is God for real? As an atheist for years, my answer to those questions was no. But since then, I've had to reconsider the evidence. Evidence that points to a God of reason, science, love, and hope. I'm inviting you to discover these answers for yourself in my exciting new series entitled, Is God for Real? You can hear Peter Watts starting Saturday, October 19, 7pm, Erina Room at Erina Fair. That is Saturday, October 19, 7pm, Erina Room at Erina Fair. Like you've never been before The life you knew In a thousand pieces on the floor And words fall short in times like these When this world drives you to your knees You think you're never gonna get back To the you they used to be Tell your heart to beat again Close your eyes and breathe it in Let the shadows fall away Step into the light of grace Yesterday is a closing door You don't live there anymore Say goodbye to where you've been And tell your heart to beat again Let that word wash over you It's alright now Love's healing hands have pulled you through So get back up, take step one Leave the darkness, feel the sun Cause your story's far from over And your journey's just begun Tell your heart to be Close your eyes and breathe it in Let the shadows fall away Step into 
your heart to beat again Close your eyes and breathe it in Let the shadows fall away Step into the light of grace Yesterday is a closing door Welcome back, guys. We have come to question of the daytime here on Faith FM. Mon, is the is the prize still out there for the quiz? Yes, you can still get a copy of the Hero of Hacksaw Ridge, amazing book uh, based on the life of Desmond Doss. You can win that if you tell me the answer to this coup. What book am I? I tell how Joshua led Israel to divide and conquer Canaan. Okay. Mm. There you go. If you know the answer, you know our number, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-064-669. Ah, Mon, what have we got for question of the day this morning? Okay, this is a good one to double barrel. We'll see if you can get through both of them while. The question is this, how does God view numerology? And also, what is the biblical symbolism of the number four? Okay, this is this is very much a double barrel question. Okay, numerology, and you'll often uh, come across numerologists in our world today, and they operate in different ways. But you know, you might hear some numerologists who will look at your birth date, um, and they'll look at the day of the week, the numbers that are associated with that day, and from that they will tell you your future. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. And, and, and you know, there, there are a whole bunch of different versions of numerology that are out there. You can often, uh, you know, they'll have a numerologist that'll come on, you know, some radio stations that we won't mention because we know that you all listen to Faith FM radio. Yep. Um, but I have heard them on other stations before Faith FM radio existed. And I was like, what on earth is this? You know, I can call up and give them my birthday and they're going to be able to tell me my future because the numbers are involved in it. You know, and there's a, and, and a whole bunch of different uh, aspects to that. They basically look at numbers as a way of, you know, telling the future and telling you about yourself, etc. Okay, this is what the Bible says, Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 9. When you have come into the land which the Lord your God gives to you, you will not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There will not be found among you anyone that makes his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that uses divination or an observer of times, a numerologist or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination under the Lord and because of these abominations, the Lord your God does that drive them out from before you. Is the Bible clear enough? 100%. That's rather strong language. It's very clear. Very politically incorrect in today's world. No grey area. No grey area whatsoever at all. Numerology, from a biblical perspective, if you are a Christian and you choose to be a Christian, if you choose to be a follower of the Bible, if you choose to be a follower of the Old Testament or even just to choose to be a follower of the books of Moses, then numerology is out. 
Um, of course, you know, in our world we have uh, freedom of choice, and so you might choose to reject the Bible and the books of Moses or whatever, and that's, that's entirely up to you. That is between you and God. But if you are going to be a follower of God and a follower of the Bible, then numerology as we understand it is out. Having said that, that does not mean that some numbers do not have special significance in the Bible. That is different from numerology and should not be confused with numerology. That is the study of Bible symbolism. And so you'll find the number 7, for instance, pops up in a lot of different places. The number 12 pops up in a number of different places. Uh, the number of 6, of course, was an important number to the ancients, uh, the ancient pagan religions. That comes up in the famous 666 of Revelation. And somebody here wants to know about the number 4. So let's see where you've got four in the Bible. You have four winds. That speaks of four different points of the compass. You have four living creatures around the throne of God, and they are all different from each other, and they all teach you something different about God. You have uh, four, four walls to the New Jerusalem with entrances in them, so there's basically four different uh, directions that you can come to the New Jerusalem from. Um, let me see here, four, four, four. There are a number of different, oh, four seasons in the year that God created. And basically what you've, sorry? Four winds. Yeah, we mentioned them a minute oh, yeah. ago. Yep. Basically what you've got with the number four, oh, four gospels. That was the other one I was thinking of. Four gospels that give you four different views of Jesus Christ. And so the number four, when it is used symbolically, because a lot of the time it's not used symbolically, but when it is used symbolically is indicating that there are multiple ways of looking at the same thing. And so if you're looking at it from just one perspective, you might be taking a narrow view, but there's other ways of looking at it, and we need to uh, look at it from all different perspectives. And so that's something that you might draw out from the number four as an observation. King of kings, before you, Father, appealing, asking for peace in the rest of the country. Lord of Lords, we kneel. Before you, Father, appealing, asking for peace in the rest of the country. Our Father, our Father, we are asking. For peace in the world, our Father, our Father, we are asking for peace in the world. Our Father, our Father, we are asking for peace in the world. Our Father, our Father, we are asking for peace in the world. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, reveal yourself, reveal from heaven, because we are directing to you, to you, to Almighty. We are directing to you forever, Almighty. The sun rise and set, set and set, rise and set, forever, Almighty. Your promise, our Father, set fear down, Lord, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God, I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee, 
with my right hand of my righteousness. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, Almighty. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, Almighty. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Reveal from heaven. Reveal yourself, Almighty. Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Reveal from heaven. Reveal yourself, Almighty. Reveal yourself. The sun rise and sets forever, Almighty. Reveal yourself. The sun rise and sets forever, Almighty. The sun rise and set forever, Almighty. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, Almighty. Because we are directing to you forever, Almighty. Because we are directing to you forever, Almighty. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, Almighty. We are directing to you forever, Almighty. Because we are directing to you forever, Almighty. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, Almighty. Reveal yourself, reveal yourself, Almighty. Because we are directing to you forever, Almighty. Because we are directing to you. Welcome back, everybody. Listen to Faith FM. And just in case you're wondering, I think we were listening to one of Mon's favorite songs to yes. take out the breakfast show here this morning because this is Mon's last day on the breakfast show. So, so sad to see you leaving us, Mon. Yeah, that was Lady Smith Black Mumbunzo with King of Kings. Yes. Really great song. You like African music, huh? It, uh, it's a genre called Izikata Mia, and it's predominantly sung by Africans, yes. Yeah. yeah Very cool. It. It is, cool. is really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's Very nice. Acapella. Yeah. Okay. So send your messages through 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. Just wish Mon all the best as she heads off into her new work. Of course, The Breakfast Show will be closing um, on Friday, but Mon has picked up another job. She's becoming a travel agent. Going to be traveling the world as a travel agent. Does well, that, hopefully. Do those two things go in hand in hand? I don't know whether <laughs> yeah, they, they go do. hand in hand or not, but anyway. Um, Mon is, uh, that is what she's heading into. So we wish her all the best in her new job. Indeed. And before I go, I do want to give you uh, one last giveaway. Uh, I've decided to pick this one purely because it is one of my all-time favorite books. And I'd love to send um, someone home with this today. It's a copy of The Desire of Ages. Uh, it's written by E.G. White. And this book is a book that will absolutely touch your heart. It's a beautiful book of inspiration. It's the life story um, of Jesus. Uh, it goes straight from all the way from his birth through to his death. Um, this book will change your life. This book will change the life of someone you give it to. This book is everything I've ever wanted to communicate through the radio to you as a listener. Um, and that is, you know, to worship God, to honor God, um, to fall in love with Jesus and who he really is and what he uh, will do for you. 
and uh, and what your life can become if you lay your life down and decide to pick up the cross and follow Jesus. So I want to give this book away um, today, The Desire of Ages by E.G. White. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. First person through will pick this up. Okay, so we're going out with your favorite song and your favorite genre of music and your favorite book here on uh, Faith FM, Mon. That's very, very special. We're going to uh, finish the show, and we have chosen a song um, to finish this out with Mon, um, and this is God Be With You Till We Meet Again. Thought this would be appropriate. Um, it's brought to us by the Lower Lights. This is Faith FM. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsels, God uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Till we meet. Till we meet. Till we meet. Jesus feet till we meet till we meet God be with you till we meet again God be with you till we
with you till we meet up.